sir, yes, sir. Welcome back to the Going Straight In podcast. I'm back with Kiera. Um, I don't even know if we should start with Dear White People or what the hell happened in America this week. Because once again, they kind of fit together. Um, we have the, the crisis at, at the border that they're calling it. Um, we have the, the, the teacher that, that was beat up for, for asking a, a student to, to wear a mask. Uh, so it's a, it's a lot going on. Uh, but I guess I can start there. They're white people. Nobody's trying to take your, your, your civil liberties away from you. It's a pandemic. Wearing, wearing a mask is it's not taking your freedom away at all. Um, not, not only that, um, like I had a student tell me, well, I know you're probably mad because we're behind in, in, in learning because of the pandemic. No, I'm not. We, we all trying to survive the same thing. Mm-hmm. Like, no, nobody's behind you. Where are you supposed to be at? Like, mm-hmm. all this is new to, to everybody. Nobody was around when we had the Spanish flu outbreak in 1918. So... Like stop telling kids that they that they behind because because they're not let let then, them be kids. Not only that, behind to whose standard? What you know what I'm saying? Like when when people say you're behind, what is what what standards are we going off of when you say that? And then not only that, if we are adhering to shutting down the rules to shut down the entire education system wouldn't that put everybody behind so then you're not behind anymore because everybody's on the same page so who will be in front you see what i'm saying like you know like yeah, it exactly okay i mean we went through this sat the college board act like college said we wouldn't even like really using your sat score last year like so if colleges can modify, if if schools can go virtual, like nobody's behind. Like it's like the only thing I want want my students to do is to to wear their mask because I'm not trying to take nothing home to to my family. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the, I mean, we talked about this on the last podcast, but. We're seeing it again. Uh, crisis at the border. Biden administration kind of still feels non-existence. The $3.3 trillion budget Democrats can't agree on. Um, I did I did see Vice President Harris over this weekend. She, she was the, um, I guess she was the honorary captain of the Howard football game. She, she was out there for the coin flip. So uh, I can report, at least we know, that the vice president's uh, alive and well. Um, any, any thoughts on what's, what's happening in America? Oh, and Biden has still not went to New Orleans. Um, I am tired and exhausted and... Yesterday, I was watching the news and watching um, Haitians at the border, um, like, you know, trying in the water, trying to survive, basically, and to, like, learn that 
we be so quick to invade somebody's country in the name of human rights and democracy, but then even quicker to deny people basic human rights and deport them in the name of democracy. Um, it's just a contradiction and it's disheartening and it is, it makes me feel defeated because it just always, it just seems like it's always something. And I always find it interesting, like we're quick to deny Haitians entry or people from certain African countries entry, but in that, in that same breath and that same reference, we're quick to offer entry to others. Um, and it's, I mean, it happened under both Bushes, it happened under Obama, it happened under Trump, and now it's happening in the Biden administration, especially the, the Haitians. Um, Americans historically have, have not been friendly to, to Haitian refugees. Um, we'll, we'll allow Cuban refugees, but we'll allow Dominican Republic, that, and they share the same island as, as the Haitians, but we will deny entry to people of Haitian descent. The sh I'm not Haitian and it hurts. Like literally, like I'm tearing up right now. It physically hurts me the way we are treated based on our skin color. Cause you know, that's the bottom line. That's always the bottom line. And it sucks because it's like, it's nothing that I can do about it. And it, that's not, it just sucks. It sucks. Um, yeah, I, I don't even, I have no words. So we are, what, 10, let me see. About to be t 10 months into the, the Biden administration, October, right around the corner. Budget crisis, immigration crisis, a student loan crisis that hasn't been addressed. Several different issues. Uh, and I guess it should be part of their white people and their black people. Um, I see a lot of Trump supporters saying this wouldn't have happened under Trump or, or gas prices wouldn't have been this high. I'm sorry, both political parties have been a clown show for at least the last 10 years. So y'all can say what, what America would have looked like under Trump. If Trump was still president, but we, we already know what it looked like. We, we had four years, and this four years I can't get back. As, as much as I would like to get those four years back, the, I, I don't need to, to know what, what it would look like. Now, like we said on the last podcast, which I can do is run out some better candidates. Yep. Um, and locally, um, I, I snickered a little bit when this happened, but uh, former police chief James Craig announced he's formally running for governor 
amidst a, a protest at his uh, announcement. Um, That's just another thing, too, where it's like, like, I just feel like everybody just play in our face. Um, and what I mean by that is last year, um, people were protesting the killing of black people and James Craig, as the chief of DPD, decided to send uh, cops down to the protest site in riot gear to harass them. And then a few months later, there were white people trying to stop a vote or stop the counting of um, counting of votes for or ballots for um, the presidential election, which is illegal, by the way. And protesting um, is actually a right that we have in our constitution. Um, or, um, but those white people were unbothered. Actually, in fact, the chief of police decided to um, protect the white people who were down there. I'm sorry, I'm my my words are off. I have to think extra hard, but protect the white people who were down there protesting and whatnot. Now, the issue that I have here is, as the chief of police, your job is to um, serve and protect the citizens of that city. Detroit is over 80% black. Still the blackest city in America. The blackest city in America, which means that the likelihood of those white people that you were protecting being Detroit citizens, Detroit residents, kind of slim compared to the people who were protesting the killing of black bodies. Um, in fact, we know because that was like part of like the news is that most of those white people came from the suburbs. Yeah, o- Oakland County, Oakland, Macomb counties. So we couldn't even trust you to protect and serve the people that you were hired to protect and serve the first time. But somehow we're supposed to trust you with the entire state. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And I. And I almost think it's a, a, a play by by the Republican Party if we gonna march this this blackface out here to to garner some some black votes. Um, but I, I I can't think of anybody that I've have met that's a community organizer that's been on a police force to say anything positive about their experience. At, with James Craig. I can agree. And I, all of a sudden he's he's qualified to, to be the um, next governor of the state of Michigan. You know, but honestly, truly, and I told someone else this, I can't remember what we were talking about, but I just feel like if 
people have an example of Donald Trump, the least qualified candidate ever, actually winning and becoming president. At this point, what are the qualifications? Who decide the qualifications? I think the qualifications went, went out the window. And I think if you are loyal to Donald Trump, like James Craig has been, I think that's I think that the qualifications now to garner the the Republican nomination for anything. Mm-hmm. Um, I I before James Craig even said he was Republican, I knew he had to be a Republican because out of all the cities that had the protests, Donald Trump only thanked one police chief, and that was Chief Craig. So. It just, it, the, I think the qualifications right now to be a Republican candidate for anything, you have to be loyal for Donald Trump. I don't know what the qualifications are to be a Democratic candidate at this point. Normally, if we had a Demo- having a Democratic president, he would set the qualifications and he would be the, the de facto leader, but... I don't think he's leading a party. I, I don't know who is. I don't know who making the decision, but it ain't him. I don't know. Honestly, truly, I don't know what's going on in this country anymore. I'm he, just existing. I'm surviving like everybody else. Yeah, I'm... I feel more in the dark when it comes to our government and what's going on now than I ever have before. And I agree. Even as a kid, like I felt like I knew what was going on. Yeah. Now I just I don't know, and that's scary for me. It's scary. Like everybody's like, "Oh, it's quiet." That's scary to me. Yeah. It's scary that we don't hear from Donald Trump. Hear from anybody? Anybody? Because it's it, we don't hear from anybody. And, and I'm you, scared. And when you, when you do hear from somebody, it's negative. Mm-hmm. Only person we hear from all the time is Anthony Fauci. And I was watching an interview with him today and vaccine boosters. And I mean, we could do a whole series on the the vaccine and, and, and distrust for vaccines in the black community. Uh, but today, uh, in, in light of uh, Michael K. Williams' death, uh, famous actor from The Wire, most recently uh, played, uh, what is it, Montrose on Lovecraft Country. Uh, and in both roles, The Wire, Love, Lovecraft Country, and also on several other shows and movies, um, he played a black man that, that was a gay. Um, and very much different from, like, let's say, a Martin Plan Shanene or um, the the Wayneian brothers um, playing playing a female role, or just he wasn't playing a caricature. Yeah, he he was. I mean, he's the first guy that I can remember seeing on um, TV 
playing a a a gangster that was gay, basically, or a strong black man that also also identified as um, gay. Um, and I was curious as I was um, reading some things on him and his career um, that he was told by several predominantly um, black actors to, to stay away from playing such roles. And then how actors like Denzel Washington or Samuel L. Jackson um, have, have refused to play um, gay roles based on what they thought it may do to their career. Or Denzel Washington giving advice to Will Smith. Uh, if you play a gay role, make sure you don't kiss um, the guy on screen because it will damage your career. Um, which brought me to back to the, the essence of black homophobia and how homophobia ha has been rooted in, in the black community uh, for decades now. Um, I have several family members that won't watch certain TV shows, Grey's Anatomy and other things because they have gay characters on them or they don't want to see two guys kissing on TV. Um, so just thought we'd have an open honor conversation about homophobia in the black community. Homophobia just, well, first I just want to say this. Um, and I say this all the time, but you cannot be pro-black and be for black liberation and for black power and black people and all about black people with, uh, and be homophobic at the same time. You cannot do that and be homophobic or trans transphobic. And I say that you cannot do both because being pro-black includes all black people. That does not just mean the, one, the ones that fit what you, um, fit your perfect your your picture of what you think black people should be, um, or what you believe in, quote unquote. Um, because another side note is there's no believing in gay people and being gay, or there's no believing in transgender. Um, transgender people they exist you there's no oh I don't believe in that like that's it it's there you can't not believe in it because it's there you can't not believe in a person like I, I don't know I it it I, it makes sense to me when I it makes sense to me but clearly common sense is just not common I just don't know how to what more to say about that but um you know you intersectionality is a thing so People are black and gay. People are black and trans. Um, so with that being said, if you are pro-black and you pride yourself on being pro-black and you pride yourself on being for black liberation, you and you're homophobic or transphobic, you're going to have to take a look and realize that you are not actually that and you need to educate yourself. Um, but it just doesn't make sense to me because it's like, Every argument that homophobic people make, um, especially black homophobic people, since that's what we're talking about, um, every argument that they make literally can be refuted. Literally does not make, we can go down the list. The one argument is that, oh, kids shouldn't be exposed to sexuality. Give me a break. Because if you're saying that kids should not simply see 
two people of the same sex holding hands or somebody who, you know, maybe uh, um, non-binary or whatever holding hands, um, we see that with straight people and that's not an issue. So why why is it a problem now? Like you can't say, oh, they included it on every on every show. Straight relationships have been depicted on every show from Dora and Blue's Clues. To, you got um, salt, pepper and paprika on Blue's Clues. The seasonings done had a baby. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, come on. Nah. And that's nobody has a problem with that. But if they were to say salt was a man and pepper was a man. Now we doing too much. Yeah. Did you? I don't know if you, because I know you're into Marvel comments. Yeah. Um, but DC comments um, just made Robin uh, 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 bisexual, and there there was an outcry from the the comic community. How could they do that um, to Robin? And I think it's funny because you said something that, that struck a chord with me. Uh, you said you can't be pro-black and, and homophobic. Because I saw um, someone that claims to be very pro-black post something very opposite that said you can't be pro-black and, and pro-gay, um, pro And that's because... That type of person, I know exactly why they will say that they don't, um, that they're homophobic or they want, people don't admit to being homophobic, but the exact reason why they say that they don't like gay stuff is because it's destroying a black family. I, I can almost guarantee you that that's probably what they would say. Yeah, I, I, I could pretty much say this person would fall into to that reference point. Yeah. Um. But then the counter argument is who defines what the black family is? You know, and it's so funny that we're talking about this because a lot of my views are um, very just, I guess, what people would say radical. I don't think they're radical, but they are what people would say radical. And today I was thinking about how family is just made up. And what brought me to that is... Um, I always will see people making nasty comments on on social media in general. Like there's always baby showers, but there's no daddy there. Or, you know, like you will have a baby shower, but there's no man there. And for me, I am a person who does not, has never aspired to be married. Being married is not one of my aspirations, but having a child is. So I was thinking like, you know, what if I decide to go to the sperm bank and, and have my baby that way? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, mean, you know, like that's, that's your your right. That doesn't make it wrong, though. But I'm saying, no, like, it, it, I don't even have a dad. But here you are talking negative about me. Why is a dad necessary? Exactly. Why? Who gets to define what, what I consider family? Mm -hmm. um, and we talked about this on um, which part? That was the friendship podcast. Mm -hmm. Like, I am closer to Kiera than a lot of my family member. Like Same. Kiera to me is um, family. No, we don't have the same blood, but but she is, is family. So it's funny because black people are quick to say certain stuff is destroying um, the, the black family. 
But historically, we never addressed what when the the root causes of, of how how the black family has been defined through the years. It's so it's funny you can say this is destroying the black family, but this not homophobia. Homophobia. People that say they're they're homophobic, they always it's destroying the black family, or it's or it goes against God. I've been in black churches. That choir director, I done seen. Listen, now let me tell you something. Almost every man in that choir is gay. In every church. And let's talk about the drummers too, the organ player. It ain't not, you can't go to not one church in this, in no black church in this country. And at least three of the members are flamboyantly gay. Yeah, so, and I just remember as a child, like, looking, you know, seeing the choir director, like, oh, okay. But it, it's quietly ex- accepted in in that case, I guess. I don't understand it. I don't understand. I really don't. I don't. I don't get it. Like, how do you pick and choose what's acceptable? Is it acceptable because he in church all the time? But I, so. Or do you just ignore it? Do you just ignore the fact I think, that. I think some people just choose to ignore it. Because, you know, the. Somebody will probably never say, oh, you and your husband can come to this. Or, like, I know a choir director, a, a musician, um, he got married. Certain people from the church were invited. Certain people wasn't. And I, th- and I thought that was amazing. Y'all can accept his musical gift is a musical ability but y'all refuse to accept who he loves mm-hmm. and i mean it was a it but oh you know we can compare that to white supremacy I, i'm here for it okay because listen white people love our talents love our culture you know white people be like i love lebron but lebron started talking about oh this is what you got to do for black people he should just shut up and play ball. Shut up and dribble. And sp- speaking of the of sports, it's funny to me because uh, we've had a couple NBA players come out as gay. Uh, last year, I can't think of the guy on the Oakland Raiders that that came out as gay. Um, but you have certain players saying, "I don't want to take a shower with this with this guy because he's gay. He he's gonna be looking at me or something." The reality is, if if fifty three players on a football team, more than one of them is gay, mm-hmm. and I don't know what it is with black men, but it seems like when you find out that somebody's gay. You'd be like, oh, they're going to be looking at me or they might hit on me. I can't think of a guy in this world where every woman hits on him. So why do we think 
a guy that that identifies as gay, bisexual, is going to hit on you. And that's what I don't understand. Like, every woman not even looking at you. So why do you think that every man is? Like, you can't even get every woman in this world. I, I Who knows? Who knows? So, I mean, that, that justification right there... Um, and then when when they say, well, what about the kids? Like, you you got kids that watch these programs. One, you as the parent can decide which one which your kid watches and doesn't watch. Mm-hmm. And when they get a certain age, they already understand a whole lot more than than you think. On top of that, what about the kids that may be gay? And are scared to express how they feel to they to they they family. Maybe seeing somebody on TV like that uh, can help with their self esteem and help with what they're they're struggling with. What I don't get is that people can easily understand that we need to see black representation in the world. People can easily understand that, but then when it comes down to anything else. Because I'm thinking of fat people. You know, everybody want everybody to be skinny. You know, like now they don't need representation. And it's funny that you said that because immediately when you said that, I thought about the Chris Rock joke where he was like, America is the only country in the world that makes fun of people for being fat. Everybody else trying to figure out how they got that way. Mm-hmm. Um, but do we pick and choose our representation too much? What do you mean? So, we de- it's, it's like we decide who, who can be part of the in crowd and who can't. If, if you're straight, you play basketball, you can dunk, you, you cool. If you're a talented straight actor, cool. If you're homosexual, no, we don't really have a place for you. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm even little Nas X because um, he has been quite the creator of controversy lately. Um, was saying he's pregnant with his album. Had had a. Uh, baby photo shoot i guess or a pre prenatal shoot whatever you want to call it um there's there's people that support him and then there's people um that can't stand him um and what he stands for and then i i I don't know where you're at with this somebody yesterday compared him to prince and said y'all were y'all accepted prince but won't won't accept him um, I agree, but I don't, I don't like to talk about stuff like that because I'm not 100% sure because I've never paid attention to Prince and I know that I was younger or not alive when Prince was popping. So I don't know what was said about him. However, what I do know is that it was pretty much common for men back then to dress, um, I guess like flamboyantly and people would swoon over it. So what happened? And then, but Prince wasn't gay, right? 
I think there's a difference between like I do think that people pick and choose, but I think that there's a difference between the two. Yeah, I, I think there's a difference. I just saw that comparison and thought it was interesting because I think the the person that posted it was um, more so going about how. Um, Um, about how Prince was dressed compared to um, how Little Nas X was dressed. Um, I have my own issues with Little Nas X. It's nothing to do with his sexuality or who he chooses to love. Um, I really just want him to pick a new name uh, because there, there's already in my head being the the Nas fan that I am, that I am there there's only one Nas and and that's the Nasir Jones the the creator of Illmatic Nah what's your issue with Lil Nas X Just that his name is Lil Nas X like it can only be one Nas uh, Okay I'm I'm sorry that Ever since he came out as Lil Nas X, that, that had been my, my main issue with him. Uh, I just wanted him to pick a new name. Like it's, 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 It will forever only be one Nas in my head. Uh, I, just, I just think it's uh, very, very interesting um, how much conversation um, he has. Um, put out there in these last few months. Um, and I'm so proud of him. Why 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 are you proud of him? I'm proud of him for doing what he wants to do and stirring the pot. Yeah, and I, I it's funny. Stir the pot and get people talking. Cause this is the only way that we're gonna be able to have more representation of different types. That's the only way. Is when you get people comfortable. Like, look, it's here. Yeah, so I, I have two thoughts. Um, I remember as a kid, I guess they about to remake this movie. Um, I want to say the movie was was twins, uh, with Arnold Schwarzenegger Arnold Schwarzenegger and uh I can't think of a little short actor name. But they were pregnant in the movie. Um, and I, I thought it was hilarious. And then um, it's the famous episode uh, of the the Cosby Show uh, with um, Bill when Bill Cosby uh, is, is pregnant. The whole um, episode and at the end, he he gave birth to a to a hoagie. I think it was. Um, so it's not like we haven't seen this before. Um, it's just straight up hate. That's what it is. That's what it boils down to. It's nothing more, nothing less. It's not no sugar coating it. What I want people to do is I need people to stand tall in it. You're homophobic. Stand tall in it. If you say, I don't have a problem with gay people, but you're homophobic. I don't have a problem with trans people, but if there's a but to it, you're homophobic in the same exact way that you would feel like a white person was racist if they said I didn't have a problem with black people. But this is what I need people to start doing. All of this stuff goes hand in hand. Um, straight people are straight cisgender people are the oppressors of gay people and trans people, just like 
white people oppress black people, men oppress women. You have to apply that same thing. So I encourage all black people, the feelings that you feel when white people are racist or the the principles that you apply to racism, apply those to sexism, apply those to homophobia and transphobia. And I promise you, you will understand better. You need to, in the same way that you would say, um, a white person is racist for not wanting black representation on TV shows. That's how it is when you say you don't want the representation of gay people. Because at one point, White people didn't want black exactly. TV on it's a big deal when we TV. have all black TV shows, right? It's a big deal because it represents us, people who actually exist. Black gay people exist too. So yes, they should be represented in media in the same way that we want to be represented. They should have the same rights in the way that we want to have rights. So apply those principles. It's very simple. It's easy. I promise you. Men, apply that to sexism and you will understand. The, the way that you feel oppressed as a black person by white people is how uh, gay people feel from straight cisgender people. Because, and I agree, like none of the arguments that I've seen, particularly straight black men, have against um, non-binary people, um, gay people, people hold weight. Um, This whole... Um, I was at the barbershop yesterday and uh, somebody made the comment that they're destroying black masculinity. Y'all kill me. Because how? And then this whole idea of masculinity and femininity, who makes the standards? Like, who are you to decide what is feminine and what is masculine? And not only that, that is an issue in itself. That's sexism there. Yeah, because I think it was Russell, Russell Westbrook that they were talking about that wore like a skirt or something. He was saying that, you know, they're, they're destroying... Um, male masculinity and i had two thoughts almost immediately how and how if let's say little nas x had did the same thing russell westbrook did i think the conversation would have been a lot more hate field Mm -hmm. um i also think some of these 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 brothers that have that have issues um, with homophobia may be homosexual themselves. And I agree with that as well. You know, you want to turn, uh, you don't want any attention on you or you want more people. You don't want to be that way. You hate yourself, so you have to, to um, talk about other people in a negative way who are just like you because you hate yourself. And I'm going to push back um and you already kind of mentioned this about when people say um they don't have to show it on tv or they're forcing it on a kid like i said before you control what your kids watch and don't watch there are certain movies that my son won't watch till he gets a certain age Mm -hmm. like friday like um i was mortified actually uh, when my 10 year old bonus daughter came home quoting Friday. Mm-hmm. I'm like, where did you 
see that as? She was like, oh, I watched it with my dad. I'm like, uh, my, your, my, your brother won't be watching that till he's at least um, a teenager. But, but the same thing, there are certain shows on TV that my son won't be able to watch till he gets a certain age. And certain shows I want him to watch because they depict certain things I want him to see. I also feel like when we say we don't want our kids to see certain things or one, you get to pick, but also it's important to have conversations about. Yeah, you want to avoid that conversation. And then not only that, again, what what are white people like? White people from the UP who've never encountered black people. What are they like when they finally do? You want to be that way? You want your kids to be that way? And I, so I'm thinking that this show, um, This Is Us, and I, I've talked about This Is Us on the podcast before, uh, but the the black mom, um, Beth, um, played by Susan, I can never say her last name, um, Watson, basically, um, the last two seasons, they've been exploring uh, her daughter's sexuality, basically. Uh, Beth Randall, daughter, who name escapes me right now. But she had a friend that was to, that was non-binary. And that kind of helped me um, as an adult to see what teenagers go through that, that uh, identify as non-binary. Um, because that that wasn't something that I saw in my everyday life. Mm-hmm. And then it also helped me as a parent of a child that may one day, you know, have a non-binary friend, how, how to address, you know, that person. Um, so I, I think shows like This Is Us do a good job of uh, of opening conversations, but not only opening conversations, showing us what it's like to be a non-binary person or, or a, ho- a homosexual person because they're human. Their, their stories deserve to be told. Mm-hmm. Um, I was with a group of my coworkers on Friday, and we, we have a student that's... Um, went through the the transition process went from a a, a boy to, to a girl mm-hmm. and they were like you know how do we ad- address this this student I said you call her her exactly better yet ask her what she wants to be called and then one of my coworkers was like well if they're non-binary like I don't get the whole pure non thing it's not for you to get at one point, they didn't they didn't get black people names. And if you don't understand it, then it's so simple to do research because these exact same people are the people who are still doing research on a COVID vaccine. So you know how to do research, right? You know how to do research so bad, right? Go do your research then. So, and I, I just think it's... It brings me back to that, 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 that saying... Uh, don't don't throw stones if you live in a glass house. Period. And it's 
it hurts my heart sometimes to hear the the visceral hate that comes out of out of people i, I know miles when it comes to this Be- yeah uh, oh, I'll, I'll let you go to now talk sorry because I, I was just gonna say just like you said that same hate that you spew out was it directed towards people that look like us and still is directed towards people like, that look like us when it comes to the KKK, other hate groups. Black people make up like 14% of the population in the U.S. Mm-hmm. We can't be divided as a people. Like, it's already hard enough just being black. So just imagine what is to what is to like to be black and be in a marginalized group that's being marginalized by other black people. Mm-hmm. You never get to be fully you already as a black person. And we have diminished that for people in these marginalized communities even more. And I couldn't imagine being a black homosexual woman or non-binary woman because it's already hard enough being a a black woman. Mm -hmm. Uh, But let's get your thoughts here. On? Justin, I I know you had a thought. Oh, yeah. Um, One time I left out of my granddad's house in tears um, because he's homophobic. Um, And he doesn't think that he is. But we were talking about um, Jesse, the whole Jesse Smollett thing. And the things that he was saying, it was just so blatantly clear that he has an issue with gay people. And I'm one of those people who wholeheartedly agree that, you know, had that been a straight black man, the community's response would have been way different. And I say that because we don't believe the police with anything else. But this one. But this time, <laughs> this time, the police is telling the truth, not this black man. And that hurts. Even, and I'm glad you, you brought him up because I'm I, I could think of family members that had an issue with him being cast on on Empire. Mm-hmm. Um, it's almost like we as a society want to pretend like gay black people don't exist. Mm-hmm. Or. And I, I know it's some some homophobic black women, mm-hmm. but and maybe it's just the the circle um, that that I I've, I've been in or my experiences. The most homophobic people I have met are black men, mm-hmm. by by in in large, uh, and I, I'll say myself growing up like i wasn't the 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 friendliest when it, when it came to gay people at first um 
just because of, of my environment and, and how I raised. Like it took me some years. It took me some to to get to where I'm at today. Because I I, I was told like being gay is is, is basically wrong. Mm-hmm. Um. So, and I, I feel like a lot of this is still rooted in the church. Even though, like we said earlier, gay choir directors. Hell, we we know now uh, some of these pastors are 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 gay, mm-hmm. but but the black church. I couldn't imagine being gay and attending a black church because um, a lot of these churches make you feel like you're going to burn in hell for, for being gay. Mm-hmm. Because last time I checked, if you're a Christian, the Bible said, love all of God's creation. So... Uh, it didn't say all with an asterisk. It didn't say all, but these people said all of creation. It also says what you do to someone else is like doing something to God, basically. Mm-hmm. Do on do on to me like you would do on to others. Once again, no asterisk, no buts. Can we talk about like how like the homophobia and transphobia is mostly directed towards um gay men and then men who are transitioning to be women? Okay. Um I think that's rooted in sexism as well. Um but like because I don't identify as straight. I identify as queer because I my sexuality is so um, complex. But nobody has a problem with that. Like nobody questions it. It's not an issue. Cause and I'm I'm um not I'm I'm a cisgender um queer good looking because you do have pretty privilege light skin i have all of these uh, you know what i'm saying these privileges and i was gonna say like i feel like for black men it's acceptable for women to be gay because we they have, think it's gonna benefit yeah them. we have this fantasy oh i could work my way into you know because it's not acceptable for your woman to be actually like this is so perfect um uh, my ex-boyfriend told me that he would leave me if I was bisexual because he don't want to feel like he's competing with men and women. I think that that is very biphobic. Um, and he would make it seem like it's okay if he's involved, but if he's not involved, then it's not okay. And I feel like that's how most men would feel. Mm-hmm. So my question to that is, when y'all be asking for threesomes, can I pick? Because I'm going to pick a man. 
Is that still a three? Is, is that still okay? No, it's not okay. Uh-huh. Now, now we have issues. I I personally, I think it's funny. It's kind of comical to me for you to, you know, for him to say, I'm going to be competing with both. Um, I've dated someone that dated women before they dated me. I never felt like I had to compete. Like I felt like I'm the pick of the litter. Like I'm not. Period. Worried. And then it's like that's that's where the insecurity. But then when I say like people be biphobic, I've had like women tell me that they are not interested in me because I like men too. And it's like, and it's okay to have that preference, but they will say mean things about me because I like men. Like you know, bisexual women or, and like I said, I don't even identify as bisexual, but bisexual women are always confused and don't know what they want. Just because somebody is attracted to different genders does not mean that there there's any confusion or that if I'm with you, like now that I want a woman or, you know what I'm saying? It just means that I'm attracted to other people. And I even think it's funny, like looking back on it, I still hear men say that, like, as a so as a woman, I can be like to you. She's a nice looking lady, and you can agree. And mm-hmm. I'm not gonna think nothing of it. But if a guy say, "Oh, he's a nice looking guy," oh, you you gay now? Like what? It, I'm, it's just some it's very double standard mm-hmm. and I can't think of a black man that I know that if they were dating somebody uh, a woman that told them they were bisexual that wouldn't think this is uh, wouldn't have the idea oh this is going to benefit me in the bedroom but you're right. If you was like, oh, can, can I invite a dude? Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, now it's an issue. But if but if I was to say, oh, I want to invite, you know, this other girl over, they would be all for it. Mm-hmm. And then it's crazy to me how, like, men will have the audacity to have their, to ask their straight wives to have a threesome. But then if they're straight wise say hey well can we have a threesome with the man it's a problem but you just asked her or if they be like well can we have an open relationship they only mean for them mm-hmm. i also think it's a very very fascinating and what if a guy was bisexual how many black women be be open to dating a guy that's black? So this was actually on a show, um, Love is Blind. There was a black couple and he had not told her that he was bisexual at first and then told her and she flipped out and she later on cleaned it up and tried to make it seem as though she flipped out because he had never said anything versus like... um because he was actually bisexual and i think that whether like why did it matter when he said it it shouldn't matter you know what i'm saying it shouldn't matter that much that you done with him you you literally stopped talking to him off of that it shouldn't it shouldn't matter that much that he didn't tell you that 
Um, so with that being said, it's likely that you are biphobic, and I think that that's very common. Yeah, and um, I think like I'll have women say, like I have friends who will say, oh. If a man ever asks me to do this, that's gay. I'm never doing it. I'm questioning him. But what people don't understand is if another man is not doing it, then it's not gay. Mm-hmm. Like, I just... I just... Uh, like, I found that part fascinating about the bisexual man mm-hmm. relationship with black women. Um, and I think, like character like I like him for color girl where the where the guy uh, had eggs or whatever like mm-hmm. I think that has lended a negative light I did so I agree because we always see that bisexual man always pretty much depicted like that in a lot of black movies mm-hmm. um and it's funny how the two narratives are told like that. It's the the bisexual man has AIDS. The bisexual woman is the life of the party. The, oh, I want to get to know her because it's going to leave somewhere in the bedroom. Mm-hmm. Those two dynamics are, are very telling of where we're at in a black community. Um, and it's funny that we chose to do this taboo topic, and it almost makes me want to do another topic. Um, the whole Bill Cosby and R. Kelly situation. We can actually include that on another episode and talk about, because as like a young black woman, I have a lot of like stories about grooming. I think that we could talk about that. Yeah, so that's like where I want to go with the next episode because mm-hmm. I, I I think that also those two situations, um, in particular Bill Cosby and R. Kelly, also um, is a very taboo part of the black community that's often um, not addressed. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when it is addressed, it's addressed in a very different way had R. Kelly been white or Bill Cosby mm-hmm. had been white. Um, and we can also talk about, I'll end it with this. Love Michael Jackson. To this day, I, I, I don't think there's a more creative genius out there when it came to art. Kanye may be close. Hip-hop version one. But I also think it's interesting how we tell the story of Michael Jackson. Because there's always been questions around his sexuality. Mm-hmm. And I feel like had there not been questions about his sexuality, had he just come out and say, I'm a straight man, Michael would have got treated different in the black community and the black meat. Maybe it's just me. I don't have a comment on that. Um, I, again, never really paid attention to Michael Jackson um, and was younger, so yeah, I, I don't know. I, but it just made me think about that. I read something 
where Michael Jackson, like, he loved Diana Ross. Like, wanted his features to be like Diana Ross. And um, I remember people questioning, like, there's always been this question about Michael Jackson homosexuality. Was he his sexuality? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember that. I just don't remember, like, any details behind it or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And I just, it's just full circle because Michael Jackson was the first celebrity I can remember as a kid hearing people question and me thinking, why does it really matter? Mm-hmm. Um, so um, for the, the next topic, we'll, we'll get into uh, Robert Kelly and and Bill Cosby and, and our thoughts on, on those two situations. Um, if you haven't already done so, subscribe. Uh, follow us on Instagram at the Bowtie Teacher, Kiera's at Kiera D. Coleman, and we'll see you guys in two weeks. <laughs>